Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and today is Friday, December 15th. And from our extraordinary core group of NBA journalists, we're joined now by NBA.com senior writer Michael C. Wright, who has his new MVP ladder out today and taking a look at it. Things stay the same up towards the top. Joel Embiid at that number one spot. Nikola Jokic, number two. Giannis Adetokounmpo, who we will get into, setting a franchise record for the Milwaukee Bucks with 64 points, jumps up from the number five spot to number three. And then it's Shea Gilgis-Alexander rounding out with the four spot. And in fifth is Luka Doncic coming off a 39-point, 13-assist effort in a loss to Minnesota just last night. And I want to get to Giannis, uh, Michael, out of the gates. I, I know there was a, a lot of attention around the game ball in, in what transpired shortly after that finish. But more importantly, Giannis, 64 points um, doing so the other night in a 140-126 win against the Indiana Pacers, a Pacers team that knocked the Milwaukee Bucks out of the in-season tournament. Uh, But the interesting part about those numbers is that Giannis put up more than 60 points without hitting a three-point shot that had not been done since Shaq did it back in 2000. Um, 
He broke the record of Michael Red's of 57 points. What stood out to you? I mean, obviously, we understand the way Giannis plays. We know where his strengths are at, um, how his game is predicated on. It's more than 20 field goals and free throws. Uh, but what stood out to you in the way in which he put up those type of numbers the other night? I would say, Sarah, it just... He kept coming, just kept coming, coming, coming. And it was like nothing the Pacers could do. And it was funny, too, because if you look, if you were looking at social media, like the NBA and the Bucks, they kept saying new career high, new career high, 54, 58. It just kept going up as the night went on. 90 seconds left to play. Here comes Giannis, 59 points. First time in his career, 61 for Giannis. And then, like, he came out for a while. In, late in the game, and then I guess the Pacers sort of closed closed the gap a little bit, and they put him back in, and that's how he got up to 64. But another part of it that I thought was really interesting is that he told Michael Red, I, I don't know how many years ago it was, but there's video floating around where he's telling Michael Red that I'm going to break your record, and that's what he did. And take it away, Giannis, isn't this finished? Oh, history! Then you know, I, I thought that it was sort of a good good bounce back game from that in season tournament semifinals cuz you know that was that was really disappointing for the bucks you know losing to the pacers that way and then Tyrese Halliburton becomes like this uh household name overnight just up based off that tournament and so you know the bucks came back and hit him in the mouth and then obviously you had all the things happening after the game that was nothing, though. I mean, but I, I felt like it did overshadow what Giannis was able to do in that game. And it's just been impressive because the Bucks have sort of struggled this year. I mean, the record doesn't say that. But, you know, earlier in the season, they struggled a little bit. They were trying to find their way, trying to figure out what they were going to do defensively. OK, how do we have these two just all time scorers? How do they coexist? What, what do we do without Drew Holiday in the lineup? So there was a lot of stuff going on and Giannis has managed to sort of just hold it all together. And, you know, they put together a pretty impressive record. With that being said, and I do think that's the perspective about it. And a lot of that, too, has been the eye test, just how they look, how they've been playing, what we are used to seeing out of their defense. Uh, But to your point, 17 and 7, they are a game and a half back in the Boston Celtics, who by all accounts have been rolling, um, sitting there in the second place spot. But it's not just about Milwaukee. You look at the top of the Eastern Conference, Indiana's team that has surprised a little bit with how they've been playing. Of course, Orlando has been excellent. But the Philadelphia 76ers, they're in the fourth spot. Um, They're two games back of of first place Boston, a half game back of both uh, of Milwaukee right there with Orlando. Joel Embiid sitting in that number one spot. He's been there for a minute. Um, him and Jokic kind of flip-flopping between number one, two. But he's coming off a 41-point double-double on Wednesday. Had 19 points in that first quarter. Good screen from Embiid. Tyrese downhill. The scoop. No. Embiid with it. And make it 30 in the first half tonight. With the way that Joel has been playing and now as we continue to move further into the season away, you know, from a lot of the question marks that began with what the roster what the lineup, what what things would look like for Nick Nurse and the 76ers team. Is Joel poised to potentially, if the 76ers continue to trend in the way that they are, is he poised to potentially repeat as an MVP? I think so, because, you know, one of the things about Joel is, like, you always wonder if he's going to play enough games because, you know, he sits out of games sometimes because he's he's getting hurt, you know, 
tired, things like that. But the thing about it is the guy is doing all this damage on teams in the first three quarters, and he's not even playing in the fourth quarter. I mean, this last game, I think, was his fourth game this season where he sat out the entire fourth quarter, and he had 41 points, 19 in the first quarter. So, you know, I I definitely think that, you know, with the way they sort of structured things in Philly, you know, Nick Nurse has been – he's been really good for them. And, you know, to be able to sort of tap into what Tyrese Maxey can do and just sort of like you have no James Harden. There was this drama. They overcame all that and they became this really cohesive unit. And I just think that, you know, Joel is sort of the leader of it all. And, you know, there's this, this just this accountability factor on his part that sort of rubs off on everybody else. So, no, I definitely think he could repeat – but I think if he keeps on, you know, just killing these teams in the first three quarters and sitting in the fourth, he's going to be well rested so he could sort of handle the the latter part of the season when it starts to get tough. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to watch because I think, you know, as I mentioned, he's been up towards the top, but so has Nikola Jokic. I'm actually sitting in Denver right now uh, as the Nuggets handedly took care of the Brooklyn Nets, um, who are on the second of a back-to-back after playing and beating the Phoenix Suns uh, the other night. Debut of the Big Three. Um, but it was also the return now last night uh, for Denver of Jamal Murray back on the floor. He's missed some time, been in and out with that ankle injury. Uh, but he looked exceptional watching him and Jokic together. Bounce pass, Jokic. Oh, Murray lowers the boom. I think you look at Jokic's numbers and what he's had to do throughout the course of this early part of the season. You know, he's someone who I think, as you know, when you watch, wants to facilitate more. Um, he can score when he needs to score, but take it off on a a higher dose of the responsibilities early on in the season because of the fact that Jamal Murray has been out. But there's a lot of young players for Denver um, who have continued to flourish, thrive. They're trying to fill some of those gaps. The loss of Bruce Brown, as they look to repeat, they're sitting in the second place in the Western Conference, currently 17-9, and two and a half games back of Minnesota. Uh, Denver will play Oklahoma City on Saturday. For Nikola Jokic, how do you view the way I think so much of our perspective has been him elevating the level of play this season? Hard to believe that he could do that after winning two MVPs, winning uh championship last season. Jokic, scoop it up and in. But as you watch him through the season, you watch this Nuggets team as they come together. Uh, what do you lo- what do you look for out of Jokic um, for him to be back in that conversation and in to look at consideration of what he has become and, and how he continues to seemingly get better. Well, you know, we all look at Nikola Jokic as just this offensive juggernaut that can just do it all on the floor. But you do know that last night, Michael Malone gave him the defensive player of the game chain. Like they got these big gaudy chains that they hang, they hand out after the game in the locker room. And so, you know, he was really good defensively. And I think that's what it's going to take for your for Nikola Jokic to sort of elevate his game because you know I was just kind of looking at it last night. I mean, the Nuggets have struggled this season whenever Nikola Jokic has gotten a triple double, which is kind of weird. It's a little concerning. I was checking it out last night. They've got a five and five record this season when Nikola Jokic has a triple double. And that's weird because last year they were 27-2 when Nikola Jokic had a triple double. So that tells me that teams are starting to sort of figure out how to beat Denver when Nikola Jokic is sort of on offensively. So I think defensively he's got to take that next step 
just to sort of keep himself in that conversation. Because to be honest, I considered moving him down to number three on the MVP ladder and putting Giannis up above him because, you know, the Nuggets have struggled a little bit this season. You know, early early in December, they lost three games in a row. And I was like, whoa, what's going on here? But they sort of kind of bounced back. They're on a three-game winning streak. But they got a big game Saturday against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And obviously, you know, Sarah, Shade. Gilgis Alexander has just, I think he had 43 last night. They lost the game, but whoa, that was a, a just a, a duel between two elite point guards with him and De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, and we're uh, we're going to get into Shea Gilgis Alexander, his performance the other night, and also another point guard that has been stellar as of late, Luka Doncic, uh, right after this break. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know. Think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by Michael C. Wright. Okay, we're rounding out the top five, uh, Michael, and you had mentioned it. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 43 points, 19 assists. 
um, in his fourth 40 point game of the season. He has 16 games of which he scored 30 or more points this year. Oklahoma City, they just continue to roll and obviously, uh, you know, had a tough one the other night against the Sacramento Kings in a five point loss. But when you look at what Shea's been doing, Oklahoma City as a whole, and, you know, how they, I think a, t- a team like Oklahoma City and Shea, we, we mentioned this. So much of this has to do with the fact that I think in the past, Oklahoma City, the record has not necessarily upheld some of his play, some of his performance, um, the discussion of him being in this MVP conversation. But they are doing it this season. They're sitting in third in the Western Conference. Uh, for Shea, what more do you need to continue seeing out of him this season? Um, and I think overall for the Thunder to remain here in these top four spots of the Western Conference. For SGA, Sarah, it's all about just maintaining what you're doing. SGA, the scoop. I mean, what what more can you do than, than 16 30-point games? You have 43 points last night in a loss at Sacramento. That was a tough one. But I think it's just all about maintaining because, you know, like think about the way Oklahoma City has sort of built their team. You know, a few years ago, they sort of identified – Shay as just this this piece to build around. And so they give him the big contract and then they commence to building around him. And so he's been the leader of everything that they've done, sort of the catalyst, uh, the, the, the playmaker, the facilitator, you know, and defensively, like we don't give him a lot of credit, but he had three steals last night. And I want to say he had a little stretch where he had like five steals, three straight games. So, you know, he's doing it on both ends of the floor, and I think he's just got to maintain that production. But that's going to be tough because Oklahoma City is a very young team, and they're not used to being in this spot. And so, you know, I I think that in the past they could sort of sneak up on people, but people know about the Oklahoma City Thunder now. Like, they sort of have a target on their backs, and everybody wants to see what they can do against Chet Holmgren and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. You know, everybody's going to want to play their best games against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I think they have a target. They they just got to keep on doing what they're doing. If they can stay up in the top part of the bracket in the West, I think that Shea is going to be somebody that, that's really going to be a part of the MVP conversation. Last year, I didn't know if it was real. You know, I just kept saying, hey, the bottom's going to fall out at any point, and it never did. And then I thought the same thing this year, and, and there he is. He's still up in the top five, and I think he's going to stay there for a while. Speaking of the top five, before I let you go, Michael Luca. As Luca gets down inside to score. What's it going to take for Luca to continue to move up? He has been <laughs> spectacular for this Dallas team in doing so for a stretch here without Kyrie Irving with 39 points, 13 assists, and a loss to Minnesota the other night. That's coming off of a game um, against the Lakers, a win at that with 33 points, 17 assists. The, the numbers have not only been of high, high elite category, but you watch some of these plays, these passes, things that um, we've become accustomed to seeing is why he is called Luka Magic. Um, wh- what more do you need to see out of Doncic? I, I don't know what, what more he can do either. I mean, ever since he's became a new dad, the guy has just been going crazy. I, I mean, seriously, I mean, like, I'm sitting here looking at it right now. I, I can't even count back the last time he didn't have like 30 in a game. I mean, I want to November 19th. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, last night they lost against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, but he had 39 points, 13 assists. 
And, you know, you're going up against a really good Timberwolves squad. It's right up there. You know, they lead the West right now. So I think he's got to get Kyrie Irving back in there. You know, they they both need to play off each other. But I think he's really found some some good chemistry with the young kid that, that they've got at center. Uh, Derek Lively, he's that they've got some good pick and roll action going on and they're starting to make some plays. They're starting to figure each other out. And so I actually think that we really haven't seen the best of the Dallas Mavericks just yet. And I will say like this next couple games, you know, they, they go out West on Saturday, they play Portland Saturday, and then they got the Denver Nuggets on Monday. So those are, you know, those are going to be a couple good sort of litmus test type games for them, especially the one against Denver because it's at Denver in the altitude but I'm telling you, ever since Luka Doncic became a dad, he's just been playing lights out. And it's sort of refreshing to see because coming into the season, there was all this drama, you know, about like how can him and Kyrie coexist? And Jason Kidd told me earlier in the season that, hey, it's not really about them. It's about all the pieces around those guys coexisting and, and, and sort of complementing the two elite guards that we have. And that's sort of what they've done. I mean, you, they, there's nights where Tim Hardaway Jr. is, you know, putting up 30. And that's what the Mavericks need. They need those sort of complementary guys to step up so that Luka and Kyrie can can do their thing as playmakers, facilitators, scorers. So I don't think we've seen the best of the Mavericks just yet. Well, we got a lot of season left to continue to watch. And as always, we'll continue reading and watching all of your stuff on NBA.com. Um, and of course, keeping eyes on the MVP ladder. Michael, thank you so much, as always, for your time. You got it. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.